This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, getting you ready for today's sports day. You know, three of the first four games have been at home, so you know at some point in time you're going to have to venture out outside the 806, so that'll be... That'll start this week. While having a little fun along the way. Always good if you can blame it on somebody else, right? Yeah, sure. Especially some media guy. Sure. Right, some media guy. Catch the show live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. I was in a meeting the other day, and clearly I was uh, I was the senior statesman in this meeting. Um, and uh, we were discussing an event that was coming up. And I said, you know, I said, people just... Uh, we kind of make it easy for people. And you're like, if they just want to write a check and make it go away. And then I, I looked around the room and there's only really probably one person in the room that that had a, probably knew where their checkbook was. I mean, mine was in my car. But um, I, I looked at two or three of them and I said, when's the last time you wrote a check? And they were like, <laughs> they laughed at me. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't even know if I have one. So I was like, okay, I got it. Got it. I don't know where the checkbook is. I have written checks recently because every once in a while I'll ask my wife for a check. Yeah. I usually keep one in my wallet at all times too. That's that's probably that's probably a good idea. Just in case just just in case you just in case you need one. But I don't know where the checkbook is in our house. She has it somewhere. <clears throat> I get I get it. I mean And if I if I need it, she'll tell me. And she'll tell me if I'm allowed to need it or not. <laughs> that's the that's the rest of that that's the rest of that story. Uh, what do you need this for? What are you What are you doing? What is, why are you Why are you doing that? So anyway, I you know it's just you know sometimes change is hard, Jamie. Get, getting caught up with everything. I mean, I do. I mean, I do have a debit card. I do have a credit card. I do know how to pay things online. I've I've, I've accelerated my my. Uh, my talents, my technology. It's exciting. Yeah. I had a Venmo account, and then it got hacked, and some Hanyak took money from me, but I was able to get it back. That's not exciting. That was not exciting. Mm-mm. So now I get these. Kind of the excitement that you don't want. No, no. I mean, it was like, it was one of those deals, too, where it's like, it was one of those things where I got a phone call that said, did you attempt to do this? hit yes or no and I hit no and it was one of those deals where it seemed like no meant yes and yes meant no because then immediately like money started flying out of my account whoa yeah that's not that's no bueno no means no Chuck <laughs> no means in my mind no means no right but that was not necessarily the necessarily the case do you have a Venmo account Jeff I do not you do not that's probably wise I don't have a credit card either even probably wiser. Well, uh, the ability to pay one off is sometimes a lot difficult when you work in radio, so it's just better not to have one. I understand. Jeff's smart. He doesn't put himself into debt. No, yeah. He's That's smart. smart. I get myself into enough trouble. I try to avoid the ones I can. Right. Mm-hmm. Avoid the ones you can. Uh, tonight we'll have the high He school. knows that he would buy so much gaming equipment <laughs> that it would be unstoppable. He would have the coolest gaming house ever i really i really wouldn't like if i had unlimited funds yes mm-hmm. but even if i had an unlimited credit card i know i've got to pay that back it's usually how it works <laughs> and yeah well they, usually usually not, not sure. necessarily there's a whole bunch of people in this world that 
don't really understand that. Choose not that. to do that, yeah. yeah. Right, but this is me with my bad luck. Yeah. I'd be the guy the DA makes a, uh, a case out of. Uh, this from Mike. He says, sometimes people look at me when I pay in cash. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the, the best thing to do sometimes is, is go somewhere and have them, and they want to ask them to count back the change to you. They can't do it. Yeah, that's just kind of the way of the world. It Not is. being really good with math. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, let's see here. High school fan zone tonight on one hundred point seven. The score coaches from Friendship and Lubbock Cooper. Uh, Friendship will be in action this week. They'll take on Midland uh, down in Midland at uh, Grande Communication Stadium. Seven o'clock to kick. Our coverage at six thirty. Of course, we'll have it on the Double T ninety seven three mobile app. And then the uh, Lubbock Coopers are at home at their place. Taking on Abilene, not Abilene Cooper. They're just taking on Abilene. Uh, two is a 7 o'clock kickoff from the Pirates' home stadium. 7 o'clock, uh, the kick. 6.30, the broadcast time on 100.7, the score. So be be looking for that on uh, Friday night. Of course, we'll have Friday Night Live after the game on Double T 97.3, and you can keep track of what's going on. All right, the head coach, uh, Joey McGuire, met with the media yesterday. And give you. Let's just go through a couple of things here. Here first is his uh, diagnosis for his quarterback Baron Morton as to uh, his injury and uh, comeback. Ankle, rolled ankle. Yeah, his ankle sprain. Um, you know, he's a tough guy. It's it's, uh, it's kind of it's tough because you know a huge play in the game um, to where we don't get the first down. We run zone read, and it was right after he rolled his ankle and. You know, he doesn't pull it, and I think if he's, you know, doesn't roll his ankle to play before he pulls it, we get the first down and we don't have to punt. And so, you know, uh, tough, but, man, he, he's a tough guy. All three of them are. They, they've been banged up and they played through it. Man, I sure would like to know um, what the outcome would have been without that rolled ankle. And, and I know that there's, in every game, there's maybe an injury or a tweak or a play or two, but I just I, – it just felt like that that game would have, would have had a different outcome. You were definitely better on offense when he can move around a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no question. Yeah. Uh, here is uh, Coach McGuire, Dr. McGuire, on uh, Donovan Smith and uh, his diagnosis through the bye week. Good. Threw really well today. Um, looked good in team. Uh, we, had, uh, we had a team period, um, good on good, and then we had a team blitz, good on good, and he threw the ball really well today. Now, Dr. McGuire, last, uh, last patient for you to assess on your uh, rounds this morning, uh, quarterback Tyler Shuck. It's tough. Um, I mean, it's, it's a difficult decision. But at the end of the day, my job is to put the guys on, out on the field that help us beat West Virginia. So um, it could be Donovan. It could be Barron. It could be Tyler. You know, and, and uh, I think you got to get ready for all three of them. That's in relation to being ready for West Virginia. Yeah, ready to go for West Virginia. So here, here's... Could be Donovan, could be Tyler. Okay, so... All right, so did you hear that the move at quarterback was uh, partially about an injury? Do you believe that to be true? With regard to Donovan Smith? Yeah. Or do you believe it was solely based on performance? I think I think he has I think Smith has an injury 
that would not allow him to make the throws that they felt like that he needed to make to um but a excuse- couple days later he can didn't he just say in their scrimmage he it, it was good. making all the throws yeah, yeah. and looking good yeah a couple yeah. days later that's completely changed well you know i don't know i mean i i don't know how i don't know what the severity of the of the injury was i mean you, you make the great point i don't know that that's curious because I, I took it as that it was partially about the injury, and I'm sure the, the fact that he had struggled factored into it mm-hmm. as well. But I, I took it as partially about the injury, and I also took it that you didn't make a change at quarterback late when Baron Morton wasn't moving well because Donovan wasn't capable. Physically, he wasn't capable. Now that makes me think, why, why did we not change? I mean, if Baron can't move, like, I mean, he was struggling. That, 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 but that doesn't sound like that's the case if the next day he was able to be in a scrimmage. On, on Tuesday, yeah. Making well, that's throws. not the next day. That's, yeah. Well, what, day did they, what day did they scrimmage that he was talking about? Yesterday. Yesterday morning. Okay. All right. So they would have practiced yesterday morning. So two, three days they're later. Off they're, yeah. off, they're off on Monday. I don't know. Maybe, maybe three days makes a difference. I don't, I don't know. It just seems curious because it does seems really curious. You know, you, you would have you would have thought that based on what he looked like at the end of that game, that if Smith could have done anything, you would have put him in the game. I would agree. Your morning blend of sports. K State is uh, coming off a big win over Oklahoma. Of course, the Red Raiders off their thirty-seven thirty-four overtime win over number twenty-two Texas. And humor. Sure to tell them that you you suggested that. <laughs> And, of course, they got a big laugh. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Catch the show live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Double T 97.3 FM or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Time for this day in sports history. Here is Jeff McGuire. 1929 is where we will start off with the Chicago Cubs blowing an 8 to nothing game four lead to the Philadelphia A's who scored 10 runs in one inning mm. to win 10-8. to eight. Fast forward to 1967, Baseball World Series. Lou Brock steals a World Series record seven bases as the Cardinals beat the Red Sox 7-2 at Fenway Park for a 4-3 series win. Cards pitcher Bob Gibson, your MVP. He stole seven bases in one game <laughs> and a playoff game. And a playoff game. Wow, Chuck. He was... I mean, he was. I mean, he was great. Lou Brock was just outstanding. I wonder if any of them was a, a home. I mean, you guys, you got to get on base. You'd think at least four times to make that work, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, Singles and walks. It's impressive. Surely he didn't want to hit a double because then he couldn't steal second. <laughs> 1968 in the 19th Summer Olympic Games. Hmm. Are opening in Mexico City. It's the first Olympics held in Latin America. Okay. So we'll be getting some Olympic facts coming soon from 1968. 1977, the throwaway game. Catfish Hunter loses the World Series game one, six to one, resetting the Yankees pitching rotation. What, what do you mean the throwaway game? The manager called it a throwaway game because they were getting the pitching staff reset in 71 and 77. Like, he wasn't worried about this one. He was getting his pitchers ready for the rest of it. Mm. All, all, all I know is that they signed Catfish Hunter to be, you know, really, really good. <clears throat> and he was. But, okay. 
1979, Boston Celtics guard Chris Ford scores the very first three-point basket in NBA history in the first quarter of a 114-106 win versus Houston at the Boston Gardens. There'll be another guy on that team making his uh, rookie debut. You may have heard of him. His name was Larry Bird. You don't think it's cool that Larry Bird made his professional debut in the first thing year that the three-point shot took place? The That's very first game? Perfect timing. Now, this is all I'm saying. And it, the perfect fact that timing. he didn't shoot it is a little weird to me. Also in 1979, on the other side of the country, future Basketball Hall of Fame forward Magic Johnson makes his debut for the Lakers at the San Diego Clippers. Lakers win 103-102. to 102. 1987, Minnesota Twins beat the Detroit Tigers 9-5 in the ALCS Game 5 at Tiger Stadium for a 4-1 series win. They would go on to win the World Series. And in 1989, Jimmy Johnson robbed the Minnesota Vikings. Like, completely. All of them. Every Viking there ever was. Herschel Walker traded to the Vikings for five players and six future draft picks including Emmett Smith, Russell Maryland, Kevin Smith, and Darren Woodson. Uh, and that, that was during the season? During the season, yeah. Oh, man. Well, the Vikings thought that they were a Herschel Walker away from getting to the Super Bowl. They mortgaged their future for what they thought was going to be uh, a Super Bowl. I would, have never, I would have never guessed that that was during the season. Hmm? It is National Gumbo Day. I'm a fan. Are you a fan? I'm a fan. No, thank you. It's also National Pumpkin Pie Day. Big fan. 1,000% no thank you. (laughs) You want to come over next week when we're carving pumpkins? No. Okay. No. (laughs) Uh, Happy birthday, Hugh Jackman, who's 54, Kirk Cameron, 52, and Charlie Ward, 52. Favorite set about Charlie Ward? Heisman Trophy winner? Never played in the NFL. Played in the NBA. He did. The Knicks. And on this day in history, instead of talking about a guy who uh, basically was sent to the grocery store to look for spices, got lost and found the rum aisle, never realized that he was in the wrong aisle in in 1492, let's look at an honest-to-goodness American hero from 1945. In April, the U.S. Marines were charged with taking Okinawa. The battle was la- uh, the, would last until June, but we're going to focus on just one day of that stretch. April 26th. They attack a ridge that was 400 feet high. To say the w- uh, battle went badly for the Americans is an understatement, and a retreat was ordered. Surrounded by the enemy, one medic made the trip after trip from the edge of the ridge to the 75 wounded men in his company. Did I forget to mention that this guy never, ever carried a gun in combat? <clears throat> By now, you must know I'm talking about the conscientious objector, Private First Class Desmond T. Doss of Lynchburg, Virginia. Today, in 1945, he received his Medal of Honor for his actions on oh, that nice. day. Oh, nice. Very nice. And that is this day in sports history. All right, time for a secret word, all right? So every day at this time, until I give you further notice, we'll give you a secret word. 
at which you're instructed to go to double-t-97-3.com. Enter the secret word, okay? Enter the secret word, and then you could be qualified to win $10,000. You win it when we call your name, okay, on November the 18th. Highly appropriate, today's secret word at 651. We were just talking about this team, and I've got a follow-up note about this team. Our secret word today is Cardinals. Cardinals. C-A-R-D-I-N-A-L-S. Those of you that listen to Tech Talk know it pronounced as Cardinals, but it's Cardinals. C-A-R-D-I-N-A-L-S. Dan Schulman is also, from ESPN fame, a Cardinal fat guy, as opposed to Cardinals. He's a Cardinal guy. Dan Schulman. Okay. And Aaron Dickens are in lockstep on the Cardinals. And I'm okay, I'm okay with it. I, I mean, it's his own little pronunciation. It's, it, it it's works. become yours, too. To, from time to time. I mean, yeah, I don't... Pretty embrace, much every time you, I don't, I don't, nah. you bring this Aaron Dickens story up. <laughs> well, I might bring that up, but I don't say cardinals every time. Just sometimes. Cardinals is your secret word at uh, 645. Go to double You, too, could win $10,000 from double in the home zone where they make your house a home. Uh, did you say that Brock stole seven bases in one game or for the series? I have it as, I'm assuming it's one game, the way this reads. Okay, the, in his uh, bio, Brock hit for a 414 average in the 1967 World Series, scored eight runs, and set a World Series record with seven stolen bases as the Cardinals defeated the Boston Red Sox in seven games. Okay. I'm not. I'm not trying to be Mister. No, you are, and it's fine. <laughs> no, I'm not. Just trying to make make sure you're trying just... to let the the facts get in the way of a good story, <laughs> and that's fine. That's fair. Well, you know, I was just trying to just trying to be helpful, Chuck Hines, this morning. Is that okay? I uh, said it's fine like yeah. four times. Oh no, right. Do, you, do I need to send a cake? Uh, a cake? Do you have this one? Says, it's fine. Do you have one to send? No, but I can try to get one made. <laughs> What kind of cake would you like this morning, Jimmy? Uh, chocolate with white icing with little sprinkles on top? Uh, chocolate cake is not my favorite. No. Okay. I'd rather have a cookie cake. A cookie cake. Mm-hmm. Can you get us a cookie cake? I'll make a phone call. <laughs> 6.53 this morning Seems here. Like I, it's on fine the on the drive. top of it. Do, um, I get, do I get to deliver it? Well, oh. we're going to have it delivered. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might be eating a cookie cake cake full of face right <clears throat> no i just meant that i would have to leave to go oh, get it <laughs> oh, that i'm was... not wasting a cookie cake on your face <laughs> uh i saw this the other day this was from yesterday uh on this day in history yesterday and it, it's it's just i'm always fascinated by this and I, we've probably talked about this guy before in 1890 the first 100 yard dash under 10 seconds was run by a guy by the name of John Owens, 9.8, in an AAU track and field meet in Washington. 9.8 in 1890. We haven't really improved it that much. Nobody's run below nine. No, they haven't. <laughs> I mean, it just it just goes to show you sometimes how, you know, records stand up and over time. I don't know. Just I just thought it was interesting. Some do. <laughs> Some do. If you also break the world record in the hundred meter by more than two tenths of a second, 
it's like groundbreaking news. 9.07 is the fastest 100-yard dash right now. Okay? And uh, John Owens is not in the top 23, but in 1890, he went 9.8. Tied for 23rd, a bunch of them at 9.37. You're tuned in to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, recapping the night that was in the world of sports. That's not to say that they don't respect the run game that you have, but you're talking about one quarterback leading the, the conference in passing so far this year. And remember, he didn't start the first game. All right. He still played a lot, though. And also bringing some humor to your day. I, I just don't want to disappoint you. I just, <laughs> as much as I disappoint you, I don't want to disappoint you in some things that you expect from me. Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. Hey, good morning. It is the morning drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Nice to have you with us this morning. Take your thoughts and comments on the 8th Scoring Center chat line. The uh, benchmark hotline is open as well, 806-771-0973. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank Double T 97.3 studio. Are you liking the cooler temperatures? I'm okay with it. Yeah, okay. I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that time when the... It changes. Makes the change. Okay. Yeah, something a little bit different. Okay. Sure. I've enjoyed not but running then, the air conditioner. But then I get sad because I realize it'll be harder to play tennis outside. Right, soon. Like So yeah, if about a week of the cold temperatures would be good and then we get back to like eighty, <laughs> that'd be great. Okay. Chop chop. Could do that, that'd be awesome. Get on that. Uh this from the Ace Point Center chat line with regard to my comment about John Owens who uh ran a uh, 100 yard dash chuck they haven't run yards and ages yeah i know i'm aware i'm aware i was just thought again i thought i was interesting so well uh, i'll just i'll file that back there that they haven't run in ages the uh, red raiders are in the midst of their bye week they uh will play west virginia a week from saturday it's a two o'clock kick and of course we'll have it on Double T 97.3, our optimum game day live coverage begins at 7 a.m. Uh, Coach Joy McGuire was available yesterday after practice, and um, he was asked about the quarterback rotation, which right now it's Tyler Shuck, Donovan Smith, Baron Morton. Put any of the three in any order and shake it up in a, you know, one of those little things like you do for dice and throw it out on the deal. And which one's going to come up uh, as your number one QB? Here's Coach McGuire on the quarterback rotation. Well, I want them all three on the on the field at the same time. We have some stuff that we had worked on all fall. You know, we're not that with that set. No matter if they're all cleared, we're not there yet. We're for sure a Baylor game to get them all three on the field. But um, having packages, you know, whoever the starter is is going to be the starter. I don't. I, I hate rotating quarterbacks because you know guys that get in rhythm, you don't want to take them out of their rhythm but i think you build packages of based on what they do best and put that in the game plan to help you win games you know and i think that's uh going back to where you know donovan does a great job throwing on the run but also running the football running quarterback power you know baron you saw our tempo stuff uh last week was it was pretty impressive how fast he gets the ball out and then just the with tyler the decision making that you know he puts us in some really good plays so i think you kind of build around that those are three distinct characteristics you know for each quarterback 
maybe in a in a single sentence, Jamie, when you think about it, of what Smith does or Morton does or what Tyler Shuck does. Yeah, no, that's right. You know, and so uh, of those of those three things, which which in your mind is the most important? If it, let's just say everybody's healthy, is it the decision making? Well, if that leads to taking care of the football, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that, that's. I mean, that's what that kind of tells me is it leads to taking care of the football, and that that has been a problem for Donovan Smith. No question. You know the, I thought, and and I think you and I talked about this a little bit on Monday, and and it's just the naked, somewhat trained eye. I don't know. Well, I would say it's untrained. Uh, I think it's trained, but I. I mean, it's not necessarily. I've not had formal like film room study training from a head coach. It appeared to me that the tempo for the Tech offense was much faster than what we've seen at any time this year. Does the tempo have to do with, is that a decision by the quarterback or is that a decision by the coaching staff? That's, 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 a, great, that's a great question. But, I mean, he just talked about the, the tempo and, the, and, and Morton's ability to get the ball out of his hands faster. Now, there's two okay, things well that's, there. Yeah, that's, not, two, that's not tempo. No, there's two things there. But, I mean, it just seemed the pace of the play was much faster with Morton than it was with Smith. Okay. And I think it would be fair to say that Morton benefits from making the fast decision faster than having to maybe get paralysis by analysis of trying to read a, a long, extended, let's look at everything and try to figure things out as opposed to make your read and go might ha- play something into that. Well, I've been on record as, as being frustrated over the last few weeks for Donovan that it felt like when he had an opportunity to, to tuck and run, he didn't. Mm-hmm. And he stayed in the pocket too long. And so those are making that's about making a quick read and about making you know, quick decision and going. But at the same time, uh, I think that, you know, Donovan was not trying to leave the pocket too early and he wanted to give the play a chance and not just have it be all about his running ability. Um, You know, it's funny because what we saw from Donovan is the same thing that we saw from Henry Columbia when I felt like when first inserted into the lineup, they were quicker to run and take you know, five, six, eight on the ground, and all right, we'll be okay with that. But the longer they were out there as the starter, the longer they held the ball in the pocket and didn't make those quick decisions. And I think we saw the same thing from from those two, Columbia and Donovan. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with Barron if Barron's now the guy again. Uh, I, I'm I'm not sure. I also I'm I don't want to. I thought Barron looked terrific this week. There's, there's no question. And if I, w- if both of them are healthy, and I was picking the starting quarterback, uh, Barron would be starting over Donovan this week. Okay. And so, if they were playing a game, and they're not, but uh, I, I just also feel like Barron. Uh, maybe we're a little bit jumping to conclusions a little bit with Barron as the savior. When okay, let's let defenses now react to him. We have got a little film on him. Let's see what kind of like a pitcher that comes in. You, you've not seen him before. Yeah, let's see. You know, because we've seen great games from Donovan too, and then mm-hmm. him struggle in other games. And so, uh, you know, I feel like it, before we say one is just so much better than the other, 
I think we need to see a bigger sample size to, to make that determination. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this from the Ace Flooring Center chat line. I understand hurrying to catch the other team, not ready, et cetera, but I feel like it's hurt us more times than not because we're too rushed. Thoughts? I don't think it's the rushing to the line of scrimmage that hurts us. It's what we're trying to do when we get to the line of scrimmage in a hurry, which is usually what? Run the ball right up mm-hmm. the middle. And how well have we run the ball right up the middle this we year? Have, we have Been not. Terribly. Okay. So, I don't. again, I don't think it's us trying to rush to the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. I think it's that we can't run the ball up the middle. So, rush to the line of scrimmage and do something different, and we'll probably all feel differently about the tempo thing. Okay. Um, 7.09 this morning here on the Morning Drive. If you have thoughts, comments, Yates Morning Center chat line, hit us up on the... Double T ninety seven three mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Benchmark Hotline is open as well. I, yeah, it it uh, it will be so so many things. I just, I mean, I mean, like in that situation where you're like, call a different play, or we're like, run the ball quicker, or throw the ball faster, uh, get rid of the ball quicker. I mean, all of these things be better on the offensive line, and we're not talking as much about these things. Mm-hmm. Be better on the offensive line. Period. And we're not talking about these things. And yeah, that's hard to fix in season. I, I feel like you're asking the girl to be prettier, Jamie. You can't necessarily make the girl prettier on a day, but you can do different things with the girl. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just I'm just saying all of these things happen yeah. when you can't block up front. Getting yeah. your sports day started the right way. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, breaking down the biggest games. If Texas Tech does not win the Big 12 Football Conference, who are you rooting for to win the conference if Tech does not win it this year? Well, busting some chops along the way. I hold back on sending you stuff. I mean, I'm very, very, very judicious. We spend three hours a day, five right? days a week together. Why, yeah. do, why would yeah. we need to communicate during the weekends <laughs> right. save we it for the show we, know. We, save, we do we save it for the show tune into the morning drive live weekdays from 6 to 9 on Lubbock Sports Station Double T 97.3 Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions call them today for a free cybersecurity audit I think I said question of the game. I what game what, are we playing? You absolutely said question of the game yeah I know this is a game what game are we playing we're playing Playing a just game of dominoes. Okay, do you ever play dominoes? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you, okay. We, we you do think, as a family. Don't yeah. you think Jenga would be a better appropriate Jenga. thing? Where we're trying not to have the whole tower fall. <laughs> uh, we got a Jenga. I played uh, Connect Four with an almost three-year-old last night, and I I lost. Uh, but I had to sh- I had to show him how to. Hey, you need to block me right here. Okay, I'll block you. <laughs> I'll block you. And so, you know, and then then finally he understood that. He thought five in a row, and I was like, "No, four in a row, four in a row." Yeah, otherwise that would be Connect Five. He was trying to make it harder. So, I just you can can play Connect Five. I just every time I play that game, I just want to make a red double T. That's all. That's it. (laughs) Oh, okay. I had the red. I had the red dots last night. He had the yellow ones. I don't really care to win. I just want to make a double T. Yeah. Okay. Somehow that doesn't surprise me. That's it. I was just trying to. We were just we were just trying to maneuver, you know, yeah. the, the little the little ones. Like, it's a mini mini version of Connect Four. I'm always like, let's get this game over with, so I can just have it and put the red ones where I want them <laughs> and the black ones where. <laughs> All right, your question, sir. My question of the game today. 
Thank you. <laughs> We've spent a lot of time talking about quarterbacks mm-hmm. this week and really all season long. And it's funny, I go back to the beginning of the season when we were talking about who has the best chance to, you know, be a first team all Big Twelve member or could be your you know, your MVP or whatever, and we couldn't pick the quarterback position because we didn't know who it was gonna be. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're in the same boat now because you've now used all three of them. All three of them have started games for you. Uh, my question for you today, Chuck and Jeff, and our listening audience is, who's the first half MVP for the Red Raider football team? And I'm pretty sure none of us can say quarterback. No. Because the, again, you've used three of them. No. First, you're you're just your overall MVP, whether it's offense, defense, special teams, right? Mm-hmm. Just one player. I mean, you can give me a couple options if you want, but you gotta, you gotta hang your hat on one of them. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm gonna go defense. I, I'm gonna say Krishan Merriweather. I just, I think he's been really, really good for you this year. I mean, I, there's a part of me that wants to say Tyree Wilson, but I think Krishan has been more consistent over the six games. Okay. You have to go on defense. Um, it. it they have kept you in so many different games and put you in a position to win. Merriweather had to play the game, game against Texas that seals that win. So he's a great answer for this. But to have a different answer, Tyree Wilson, he has been an absolute beast on the defensive line, maybe no enabling uh, some of what Merriweather's been able to do because they've had to focus so much on, on Tyree. Um, and he still continues to get the job done. I keep waiting for like four guys to try to block him. That's kind of what I'm waiting for. For how I think we saw a little bit of that this weekend, where he was a little bit more quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was getting extra special attention, mm-hmm. which helps you because then that allows somebody else to, you know, have a bit of a mismatch. But they have to perform. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, Jamie. Who's your Who's your MVP? I think you guys have. I think you both have nailed it. I, I think those are your two serious candidates and. And I'm actually going with Tyree Wilson. I just think a, a, that dude has been good in the run game, but most especially is he's put pressure on the quarterback. and mm-hmm. uh, It's been huge for you, and it's opened things up for other guys, and it's they've, they just have been big plays, five-and-a-half sacks so far uh, this season. Eight-and-a-half uh, tackles for losses. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 been a big play guy. So I, I go with Tyree Wilson. I think Rashawn's a great, great answer as well. Uh, uh, who do you think you guys said when we talked about this at the beginning of the season? Uh, do you remember Price, who you said? I, I would say either Price or um, thinking offensively, either Price or Sirodrick is where I would have gone. Yeah, at the beginning of the year. I think I said Taj. You might have said Taj. Yeah. Um, I think defensively, we talked about those two guys, Rashawn and, and uh, Tyree. I would have guessed you would have said um, Tharp and Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> Mason Tharp. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, there. You know what? There, there's going to be a day. There's going to there's going to be a day when he's in the National Football League and he is killing it. Um, 
and uh, they'll be so. saying he got his got his start here at Texas Tech. I hope, hope he kills. So. I hope he kills it. You know, next year and the All years right. years beyond. I hope he kills it the rest the rest of this year. It'd be that'd be that'd be fun. Uh, Krishan's numbers: thirty one unassisted tackles, nineteen assisted. He has one and a half uh, tackles for loss, which is what he has uh, for sacks. And like you said, I mean, uh, Tyree has five and a half sacks and eight and a half tackles for losses, a total of 37 tackles. But but right right behind those two guys, uh, Kosai Eldridge and uh, Dadrian Taylor-Demerson, who I think has put together, Taylor-Demerson has put together mm-hmm. a nice year sure. uh, you know, for, for this team. Um, and there's been other guys, uh, obviously, uh, that have as well. Um, you know, when you, when you kind of look at the offense, um, you know, you look at, you know, price has been dinged up, but I mean, the guys that are seem to be kind of rising with a bullet would be Xavier White, Trey Cleveland. Um, those, those two guys that have been, you know, that are on the rise, mm-hmm. you know, maybe in the big 12. Yeah. I uh, think Xavier White's proven to be, uh, one of your best offensive players. I don't think there's any question. You know, he's uh, caught 23 balls, 270 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Miles Price, for as much as he's been out, has caught 31. Yeah, and I feel like it's been a disappointing season for him so mm-hmm. far. He probably would tell you the same thing. Uh, just because of the injuries and not being able to to get open or get the ball to him or or what, uh, what have you. Um, I would say it's been disappointing for both of our running backs, too. And I'm not saying that's 100% on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sir Roderick has uh, rushed for 64 times for 331 yards and Taj 53 times for 224. Um, Taj has more touchdowns. He has four. Sir Roderick has, has two. Uh, but his uh, yards per gain is higher than Taj at 4.8. But, man, you you uh, sure, would, sure would like to have him... Uh, Rush the ball just a little bit more. Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. What gets me with uh, Mason Tharp is how come we haven't figured out how to run to the tight end side of the middle, uh, and uh, which results in positive yardage or a pass interference call every time. I was, I was, um, maybe I don't understand this. Iowa State killed us with that in the red zone a few years ago. Their tide, their tight end was damn near unstoppable. Yeah, I agree. I, I when you see Mason Tharp and you see Cup and you start drooling over their potential, you think about the way the Iowa State, Kansas State have used tight ends over the years and how how big of a factor they've been. Seems like in the red zone and then also just down the seam with play action. Mm-hmm. Those guys have been huge and so I I think you know, we 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 all bought in or got excited about it anytime there's a good tight end on campus where i think we get overly excited because it's something different for Mm -hmm. us and 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 i and i we know how much other teams have hurt us and with it with a tight end so i don't know i um i i hope that that changes and we get to see them be more of a part of it uh but you know there are I, obviously, I don't think that's the coaching staff saying, you know, we don't really want to use a tight end in the passing game. I mean, I just go back to Coach McGuire saying he felt like they haven't really performed as well as they need to. Uh, this from the Ace Morning Center chat line. We'll get to it after the boom, boom, boom. 
Chuck, can you give us a rundown on how Tech makes it to the Big 12 championship game? And Jeff, can you give us your rundown on how Tech makes it to the Big 12 championship game? JL, you don't get to play. You're too rooted in reality. And I know it would just hurt or be damn near impossible for you to find the path in your mind. So I'll give you a break. <laughs> I definitely have a Santa Claus help in this. Sorry. But I'm working on it. I'm trying to figure it out. Sorry. Too rooted in reality. Wow. My bad. Uh, I think that speaks positively for you and not so much for jeff and i you're listening to the morning drive podcast from lubbock sports station double t 97.3 recapping the night that was in the world of sports a little bit later on tonight uh, we'll have uh, the astros and the diamondbacks that'll be at eight and then the rangers playing at seattle uh, tonight and also bringing some humor to your day was it pretty big yeah i mean it's impressive it's, yeah is it fascinating it was. I thought it was fascinating. It kind of smelled, but I mean. <laughs> Hear the show live weekday mornings at 6 on Double T 97.3 or on the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's nice to have you with us with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. We come to you from the First United Bank Double T 97.3 studio. Thoughts, comments, Gates Flooring Center chat line. Benchmark hotline is open as well. Uh, let me just read some of these, and then I want to get to a text that we had earlier, and Jeff's got, I think, the puzzle figured out here. Uh, let's see. Take away the guy's sideline pass. See how he's able to sell his photos from the stands. Okay, well, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, so if someone walks in front of you at the grocery store, does that give you the right to push them down? Come on. What are we doing? It's not all on the camera guy. Nobody said it was all on the Nobody camera guy. That. It's yeah. like 90% on Devontae Adams. Okay. Yeah. The 10% is that guy not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. And stop trying to compare the grocery store with an NFL player on a si- NFL sideline. Yeah. Those are not in the same places. No. They don't compare, and neither does walking down the hall here at the office. They don't compare. You, Period. I mean, you 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 are told to have your head on a swivel when you're on those sidelines, especially during the game. Yeah. But even after the game, I mean, this is their office, all right? And you 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 need to make sure that you are staying go out of the, you need to go out of the way to stay out of the way. That's yeah. exactly right. You need to go out of the way to stay out of the way. So, yep. um, again, Devonte should not have pushed him. And Chuck is right. He the, the guy deserves an apology. Probably, you know, Devonte handled it in twenty twenties or twenty twenty two style of on social media mm-hmm. instead of. You know, uh, 1975 style of <laughs> let's be a man and admit a mistake and go face to face and apologize. And it probably would have changed things. But the fact that this guy is, you know, uh, claiming that he's hurt or claiming that Devante owes him money or which is what I think this is going to lead to mm-hmm. is ludicrous. It is. It, it, it is. And, you know, it went from Devante being 100, not 100%, but Devante being wrong to this guy being an idiot. That's now the story. Making a mountain out of a molehill. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and again, in like in 1975, uh, in 2022, owning up to a mistake, saying I'm sorry face-to-face, if you're the person that has, and it, let's just speak in generalities here, in being, reason, being reasonable, if somebody does something that, is is wrong or is a mistake or causes you some angst or you know an apology should still go an awfully long way it doesn't it doesn't get you out of the whole thing but a, a face-to-face apology i think is still worth 
a whole lot, or at least an acknowledgement okay. that, hey, I was wrong. Yeah. And if I did push somebody down at the grocery store that stepped in front of me and they fell down and it didn't get hurt, I mean, do you think that they're winning a lawsuit against me? Probably not. Yeah, you might. Unless they knew that I was credibly wealthy, <laughs> right. and then they would be claiming they were hurt. Right. Right. Okay, there's, there's and I'm not of, incredibly wealthy, so nobody would claim that. There's plenty of there's plenty of people that fake accidents <laughs> as well. Sure. All right, uh, eight oh five this morning on the morning drive. We got a text. Um, somebody wanting. Uh, to know really mine and Jeff's thoughts, but Jamie deserves to be in this conversation because he's been he's been more optimistic about this, um, not getting to the Big Twelve championship game, but about being seven and five or better uh, for this football season. Yeah, I'm I'm the only one who has us at seven and five now. <laughs> Chuck has us finishing no better than seventh in the conference, which he may be right. Yeah. Okay. So I, I can pump some sunshine. <laughs> That's right. I can be unrealistic with That's the best of them. In my little, you know, my little scenario yesterday, I just I, I didn't include Texas Tech. In a yeah, problem. he had everybody in the conference. He had TCU, he had Kansas, he had Kansas State. He had every, even the team that he hates with all of his being he yeah, had. Yeah. You know, and Kansas, too, had them all finishing <laughs> ahead of us. Well... <laughs> Uh, uh, you, you hate it when I listen, don't you? I do. <laughs> <laughs> you should try it sometime. Uh, you know, it's funny because uh, the, the, the it's funny because uh, the young phenom's word of the day today. Uh, I, I, I write a word word for him every day. I leave him a little note every day, and I underline it. And today was study hard and listen. That's the word of the day. His word of the day to concentrate on. You know, focus on something. Like yesterday was effort, okay? <laughs> yesterday was effort, you know? I've had, you know, l you know, being kind and cheerful and helpful. <laughs> all those, today was listen. So, I mean, maybe I should. <laughs> Anybody keep... else surprised that Chuck's word of the day was four words? <laughs> <laughs> well, I underlined the one word for him to concentrate on, okay? He told me last night, only two lines. I only need two lines or circle it. So... He coached, he coached me up about how to leave him a note, which, you know, I really appreciate. Oh, man, he's going to be a fun teenager. <laughs> he, he, I, think, I think he will be, you know. I think he will be. All right, Jeff, your path, your path to a Big 12 championship game. Okay, so we need Oklahoma State to win out. I, I am conceding the number one seed because that helps the Red Raiders as we go forward with who Oklahoma State has left. I already don't like this. I, I'm... Tech finishes 9-3, and three, so Tech goes undefeated the rest of the way. Okay. That gives them wins over TCU, Kansas State, that need to get some losses to get to the three losses that they need. Kansas State needs to lose to TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Baylor to have four losses. So Tech would have the three losses and be above Kansas State in the Big 12 standings. TCU would need losses to both Tech and Oklahoma State, which they still play, and Baylor, which gives them three losses. Tech has the tiebreaker over TCU with the head-to-head -head victory. Kansas would need losses to Baylor, Tech, and Oklahoma State, giving them four losses and completely out of the situation because they already have one on the season. Texas needs losses against Oklahoma State and TCU. 
giving them three losses. Tech has the head-to-head -head and ahead of them in the Big 12 standings. Well, he really thought this out, didn't he? He did. He did. I like his effort. Um, I think <laughs> that, that was yesterday's gets, word of the day, right? Yeah, effort. effort yeah. Yeah. I right, think that right. gets yeah. Tech a locked-in number two seed for the Big 12 championship game. With all of those different tiebreakers needing to break your way. And as insane as that is, I could see Kansas State losing to TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Baylor. I could see that. I'm not picking that necessarily. Baylor would be the tough one for Kansas State right now. That's the one you need the most help from. Yeah. Is Kansas State getting four losses. Yeah. And as long as I don't need to have Oklahoma State get four losses, one team being in the one-on-one -on -one seed, that helps us to, for the number two seed for who they have left. And how do you get TCU with, you know, I guess they, you're going to have them with three losses. And They're going to have three losses with Tech being one of those three yeah. losses. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but again, the two things that starts off, Tech and Oklahoma State need to win out the rest of the year. I mean, you, you do look at this, you know, schedule as you're, as you're kind of looking at it now. And when you look at, it doesn't seem quite as imposing, you know, although... I mean, Baylor's going to be a tough out, obviously, at TCU. I, I'll just be real curious what the state of Oklahoma is by the time the Red Raiders play them. You know, are they have they packed in the season? Or have they figured out a way to rebound and salvage their season? I think by them, the state of Oklahoma will still be filled with crazy people. Okay. <laughs> okay. That was me trying to, I was trying to be funny. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> 8 10 this morning here on the morning drive. I'm just focusing on listening. I'm giving it great effort. That's good. <laughs> You've been listening to the morning drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.